You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 88. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. So if you just found me, I'm very glad you did. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about this topic, how to officially end a meal. And we're going to get ready to dive right in. So get comfortable. I want to let you know that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. The Freedom Group is a coaching group that helps you pursue your goals of ending emotional eating, losing weight, and bringing more happiness into your life. With me as your coach and a beautiful group of women just like you for support and accountability. So check the show notes for more information on the Freedom Group. Here's what we're going to cover today. Why is it so hard to stop eating at the end of a meal? And what a huge difference it would make for you if you were able to simply stop when your body has had enough. How to decide on a few strategies that might work for you to do this to officially end a meal, and how to adopt one, try it out, get some feedback, see where you want to go from there, and of course, moving forward with your new end of eating strategies, end of meal strategies. So let's dive right in. Why is it so hard to stop eating at the end of a meal? Well, when we eat most food that tastes good, it's like a reward. It's like a pleasure. And your brain is going to tell you that it wants more. Your brain will always want you to get more of things that are good, that feel good, that taste good. You may feel physically satisfied, but your brain is going to want to override that. Remember this saying from Janine Roth a long time ago, and that is that your body has limited space. Your body gives you a signal of when to stop, but your brain has no limits, so your brain will always want more. Now, you also might be in the habit of continuing past physically satisfied, so it's going to feel very natural for you to keep doing that. In addition to that, maybe you stop noticing while you're eating what you're doing. You stop noticing your fullness. You're just kind of on autopilot and you keep eating and eating. And when you finally stop, which may be because the food is gone or because you're finally uncomfortable, at that point, either then or 15 minutes later, you will most likely be too full. And remember, it takes a while for your brain to get the signal from your stomach to tell you when to stop. So a lot of your eating may have no distinct finish line, no distinct end. And without a distinct end, it is possible to just keep eating and eating. And we know the results of that, right? Not only extra weight on your body, but then the habit becomes ingrained of always eating a little bit more than you actually need. So what a huge difference it would make if you stopped after your body is said to you, okay, you've had enough, we're full, you don't need to eat anymore. 
Well, when you eat only based on your body's signals, then it's like you have an automatic shutoff point. You have an automatic signal telling you exactly what enough is. If you eat enough versus what you're used to eating, then you won't be eating to support the extra weight on your body. And that weight will come off, not through struggle, not through dieting or counting or weighing or measuring, but the the weight will come off simply because you're no longer eating enough to support it if you stop when you get that signal from your body. I'm not talking about a forced stop, but it's just more of a natural reading of your body's physically full meter, or we should even say physically satisfied. One of the things you need to do to make this happen is to make a decision ahead of time that you're going to pay attention and check that meter or your habit will override whatever it is you're doing in the moment. Your habit will override you stopping and your habit will keep you eating. So imagine that you're standing in the kitchen after a good meal and you're putting things away and maybe you're munching on the leftovers as you wrap them up. There is no signal to stop. You're on autopilot when you do that. But if you have a ritual, then you can stop no matter what leftovers are in front of you. Or imagine that you're at a restaurant and the waiter is getting the next course or he hasn't brought your bill yet or maybe he hasn't cleaned the table yet and all this food is there and you start picking. This is because there is no end signal. So all that extra food that you're giving yourself without giving it a lot of thought adds up. And if you could do something to stop after your body gives you the signal that it's had enough, this would make a huge difference in you and your weight and your eating habits. Now, here's what you're going to do next. I want you to think about deciding on a few strategies. I'm going to give you some options and you probably have some of your own and I want to hear about them write me a little email or put it in the iTunes review and write what you do to remind yourself to stop. But here, I'm going to give you some options. I want you to have a plan A and a plan B. Maybe plan A is what you use when you're home or when you're eating alone. And maybe plan B is when you're out or you're with others at restaurants, at celebrations. But either way, I want you to make a conscious choice that you're doing this because making that conscious choice ahead of time makes it easier to stop. I want you to ask yourself, how can officially ending my meal be easier for me? How could it even be fun? How could it be simple? How can I create a ritual or a couple of different rituals to switch off that feel good and give my mind and my body the message that this is the end of the meal, because that's what I want you to do. I want you to send a message to your brain that you are done. Even if there's more food in front of you, even if you're telling yourself it tastes delicious. The main thing is to decide what you're going to do ahead of time and to choose to do it, to make a decision, to take this leap that you are a person, man or woman, you are a person who stops when you've had enough, no matter what's left in front of you. 
The reason I want you to do this ahead of time is when you think through things before you actually need to use these things, you are doing that with your higher brain. And remember the higher brain is the part of you that always wants the best for you and is really good at weighing choices and making good decisions for you. So if you decide ahead of time with your higher brain, then when you get towards the end of your meal and the time comes to make a decision about whether you're going to keep going or stop, then if you've thought about it ahead of time and you've planned what's going to happen, then you're more likely to think, oh, I guess I'm going to try to do whatever. If you've previewed what will happen, what you'll think, and what you'll do. And that's exactly what we're going to discuss right now. Some strategies that you can pick and choose from and adopt to help you finalize your meal. So I want you as you're eating periodically, maybe halfway through to take a pause and check in with yourself and assess your physical fullness. Notice I'm saying physical it's not a mental decision of when you start eating and it's not a mental decision of when you stop. It is always going to be based, if you're following me and you like my philosophy, this decision is always going to be based on what your body tells you, whether to keep going or whether you've had enough, even if it looks good, even if it tastes good, even if it's delicious, it doesn't matter. So listen to your body, check in, do an assessment and pause. At this point, know that you're on a threshold of either continuing to eat or stopping. I also want you to know that it's going to feel odd if you don't continue because your habit is to keep going. Maybe your habit goes until the food is gone or until you're uncomfortable. So not continuing is going to feel strange, but know that you have a few planned actions. And here are some options. You can push back and stand up and leave the table, leave the food, go into another room just to take a break. Even if you have to clean the kitchen, I just want you to take a break temporarily so that you can see what's happening, see what you're doing and be conscious and aware and awake. You can say a mental thank you for the meal that you just had and just take a moment to breathe and think about all the different things that had to happen for you to get this meal on your table. You can have a small mint, not a candy, just a mint, something that will change the taste in your mouth, plan for it ahead of time, have it ready. You can get up and brush your teeth. This one has not really appealed to me personally, But a lot of people do that because again, firstly, it breaks the rhythm of you eating. It gets you up and away from the food and it gives you a change of taste. And once you have that clean minty taste in your mouth, it's less likely that you're going to want to continue to eat whatever it was you were eating. You might want to give yourself a small treat. You know what I mean by a treat. A treat is a food that you simply eat for pleasure that tastes good. It doesn't have to have nutritional value. But what I mean by a small treat is one or two bites of something. So it might be one little chocolate square. It might be one Hershey's kiss. It's something that's small that 
And hopefully it's something that you have either portioned out ahead of time so you can just grab one or two, or you've cut it up ahead of time so that you don't have to take a bite and then make the decision of whether you should keep going or should you put it away. These things, these small bites of something sweet, if that's what you want, signal to your brain and your stomach that you're done. You're done with the main meal. You might also consider having a cup of tea. You might want to take a walk with your pet or alone or with your partner. And this is what my husband and I do most nights, except in the dead of winter. We get up, Sometimes we will half clean the kitchen or I'll quickly fully do the kitchen and then we will take our little dog Henry for a walk. It gets us out of the kitchen, away from the food. It stops that hand-to-mouth action of eating and continuing and getting up and tasting the leftovers. It gets you in a new groove. Sometimes you might need to clean up a little bit later when your taste for what you just ate has passed. I gave you some ideas and I'll bet you have some of your own. It doesn't really matter what you do, but what does matter is that you decide ahead of time and then you do it and know that it may be uncomfortable because the urge to keep eating is going to be there, but it will pass when you redirect your brain towards something else. Also, one of our past Freedom Group members used to very successfully stop eating by consciously having a list of what she was going to do after that meal that she could look forward to. So what you want to do after meals and after dinner especially has to have enough appeal to you to compete with the pleasure of continuing to eat. You need to tell yourself that there will always be tomorrow. There will always be more food. I want you to try this. How do you move forward with the strategy? Remember that this strategy is going to be one that you try, you get feedback, you see what works for you, but you have to start somewhere. You can experiment with these ending strategies and finalize your meal and see what works for you, but know that you also can use different ones in different situations. You don't have to just pick one and be committed to it. But I want you for most meals to have in place a plan and try it and get feedback and move on. You decide yourself if you need to do this for breakfast and lunch and dinner, or is it just dinner? I know that when I used to struggle, for me, the only meal I had trouble stopping was dinner. Breakfast was easy, even lunch was easy, but dinner was a challenge. So you decide yourself, and here's what I'd like you to look at and focus on for the coming week. I want you to think about the different strategies that we talked about today, and I want you to choose two. And then I want you to clearly decide when you will try either one of those and prepare for it. So if you're choosing a mint or a bite of a treat, I want you to have it ready and available. Same for tea or coffee. I want you to mentally picture how it will go and then pick your next opportunity to employ this technique. You are closing the door to one meal and moving into the space between this meal and the next one. I want you to think of them as distinct spaces. 
You're not in the space of all day or all night eating. Your eating will have a beginning and it will have an end. And then I want you to see what happens. That's it for our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about and you know what you're going to focus on and you know what action steps you're going to take this week. Before you go, don't forget, especially if you're a new listener, to grab a free copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's in Amazon, but for you as my listener, the downloadable version is totally free and there's a link for you in the show notes. So for now, I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and your binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do, because we both know that is what you want. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you back here next week.